is a story all about receiving and how humanity came to be so bad at it. Don't get me wrong, you humans are good at taking, but not so much receiving. That's because from the very beginning, people wanted to obsess over what they'd earned and what was rightfully theirs for the taking. But the life you're living isn't happening because you've rightfully earned it. It's happening because God gracefully gives it. That's the life you need to learn to receive. Receiving is not earned, it's learned. And that truth is God's secret gift for you this Christmas. Broken carousels, dried up wishing wells, and me downs are more my speed. Waving through the windows and innuendos that make no sense to me. You think that I would get it?
the bread. Extra, extra. The only extras in Huntington House are you, the orphans. And that piece of bread, little girl, is mine. A bit stale, isn't it? I love it. Where's the rest of it? What do you mean? Where's the rest of it? There's a bite missing. Where is it, little miss? Beans, oh, sir. Beans, beans, beans. Well, beans, you've broken the rules. And do we know what happens when one breaks the rules? Let's find out. Nicholas, get over here. Kids these days. Yes, Mr. H. Oh, Grab the roll book. Harold, sweet brother. I mean, Beans was only hungry. She didn't Stop talking. You're so annoying. You're only here because you're my sister and I'm nice. Now, disappear. The rules. Thank you. Oh. oh, the rule book, the rule book. I love the rules. That's a good one. This rule book was written by my father. Rest in peace. Yeah, dirty old rat. That's right. The generation before you built this house. Built it on rules. Uh, I, I'm sorry, sir, but this house is broken. There's a roof leak, there's Shower, bed bugs, there's time. no hot water, the cold gets at night, there's holes all in our clothes. Such a good one. Okay, in, in all of my years, I just haven't seen you fix anything. That's 15 years, one five. <laughs> two things. Wasn't listening, sorry, not sorry, and number two, you're ungrateful. <laughs> Shall we make a third? Tomorrow. Tomorrow is your birthday, on Christmas Day, but who cares? Tomorrow, you age out of Huntington House. You'll be out on the streets like a rat. No longer my problem. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Yes. While you're at it, read rule number one. Can I have the book? <laughs> you should have it memorized by now. Get away from you. Same. Rule number one. Grateful residents of Huntington House may do their duties to the satisfactory of their guardian. Yes, and who is your guardian? You, sir. You, sir. Yes. Rule number two. Read it. No orphans may leave the orphanage unless they are adopted. No, highly, highly unlikely. <laughs> Rule number three. Prestix. Rule number three, no property may be taken or eaten or used without the guardian's permission. That's a good one. That's a good one. And quite pertinent to this current situation. Read it again, Nicholas. No property may be taken or, or eaten or used without the guardian's permission. And did you have permission to take this? Admission of guilt. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty. Nicholas, the punishment for breaking said rule. Oh, the boo box. <laughs> oh no, not the boo box. Go get it. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. But it's Christmas Eve. Oh, but it's Christmas Eve. 
Look at the bright side. At least we'll have something to open tomorrow morning. <laughs> yes! <sighs> time to do your time. Get in. Have a snack. This isn't fair. Oh, the world isn't fair. Is a child really telling me the world isn't fair? <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> no! Yes! Merry Christmas, you filthy animals! sleeper and I went in and got it from his room. Thank you. <laughs> no offense, Pasenda, but Mr. H is the worst. I know. My brother is a very angry man. I hate him. Whoa! You can feel sorry for him, but don't let yourself hate him. That's how you'll become him. Become him? I'll never do that. I'm the furthest thing from him. I agree, and I hope it stays that way. Now, I remember you two talking about a story earlier. Who's ready for a bedtime story? Yes! You know, my brother didn't always hate stories. In fact, we grew up on stories here at Huntington House. My father and my mother loved children so much, and we brought in as many orphans as we possibly could. We created some of the most beautiful stories right here. You know, on the day that I left for university, my father 
gave me this great book of stories and his ring he used to wear. And this is all I have left of him. He died when I was gone and my brother took everything for himself. That's so sad. You know, we all deal with sadness differently. Some of us grieve it. We put it in a book on a shelf. And then others become so enraged, forcing everyone around them to read it over and over. You know, but this story isn't like anything I've ever read. You know, why don't you read some of it tonight? Really? Oh, thank you so much, Miss Edna. Story time, but we do have to be quiet. We don't want to wake up Mr. H. Oh my goodness, what's happening? was the word and the word was made life i spoke the word into the dark and said let there be light in, in the, the beginning, beginning was the word and the word was made life i spoke the word into the dark and said let there be light in the beginning was the word and the word was made life i spoke the word into the dark and said let there be light in the beginning was the word and the word was made life i spoke the word into the dark and said let there be light in the beginning was the word, and the word was made light. I spoke the word into the dark and said, let there be light. Oh, I'm finally here. If he can't hear us, he can't find us. Why are we hiding? <laughs> the only hiding should be my word in your heart. Are you here, Hus? I know how to use this. The truth hurts, but it's not meant to harm. Oh my God, he's real. Who are you? Who am I? I am the lamp unto your feet, the light unto your path. Everything I say, I always accomplish. I comfort. But I also confront. And out of me flows rivers of living water. Dude, you're wearing makeup. Dude, you're wearing a dress. I am so happy to finally meet you, Beans and Nicholas. No, 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 you're not supposed to know my name. How do you know my name? I even know how many hairs are on your head. Oh, you. What is this in your hands? This light-up device! Let me see. Mm. Oh, the Bible app? I'm sure. Let's see, the New King James. Hear thee, dost saith the Lord, the O of God! No, let's try Amplify. You're blessed in the city! You're blessed in the field! You're blessed coming and going! Even your hamster is blessed to be wait, out Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait,
I don't get it. And is that you? <laughs> yes, and look how skinny I've gotten. It's because the Daniel fast. What does that even mean? Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, take a scroll. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm ticklish because it's me. You are weird. And you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. There's a ghost. Are you a ghost? A holy one. <laughs> okay, what is that even supposed to mean? Why are you here? What are you going to do to us? Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me or her. I find it much more easier to be with kids because you believe better. Miss Edna gave you the book, right? How do you know that? Because you wanted to live a life more than just rules out of the box. In fact, heaven has invited us to live outside of the box. So you opened it up. Henceforth, there I popped out. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find, hello, I'm here. Huh? 66 books, 40 different writers, one author, red letters, the bread of life, AKA the carbs of Christ. You can't go keto on me. I am the story made flesh. John one dwelt among us, among us. I'm confused. Who, what story are you? I am the story of God's deepest love and greatest imagination for you. And for you. And you. Huh? For the whole world. Huh? I can tell we're not connecting the dots. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's go message version on this. Uh, is this a musical? Please don't do this. No, no, no. Musicals are corny. They're weird. Hold your breath. Uh -oh. Say a prayer. Count to three. Maybe cheesy. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure revelation. Take a look in the book and you'll have your pure revelation. Excuse me? Thank you. We'll begin with the spin, traveling in the world of the creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything believed can happen. We must change the world. It's time to do it. It's like I've waited my whole life for this one night. Let's rewrite a story. It's the truth that will set you free. Over land. He is the messenger. He is my redeemer. He is my rescuer. 
social awkwardness. Merry Christmas! So good to see all of you, okay? Christmas? What's that? Oh, honey, we talked about this. Remember what that gentleman told us in Abraham's bosom? By the way, is there somebody I can talk to to get that renamed? Abraham, I literally can't change a word, okay? I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, he'll be fine. Hey, Isaiah, sweetie, hi. Uh, we can't actually see you. You think you need to turn your video on. How do I do that? Press the video icon. It's literally at the bottom of your screen. Try to see it by faith and not by sight. <laughs> that wasn't funny. Yikes. Um, that was utterly ruthless. Okay. I'm so glad I died before they invented these things. I don't know how you all did this for a whole year during COVID. COVID, please, spend one night one night with the lions. Okay, Daniel, you're being dramatic again, so thank you. Um, I want to introduce you to my friends. This is Beans. Hiya, hi, hi. And this is Nicholas. Hi. Welcome. So how are you kids been doing? Staying safe, I hope? Not safe, but good, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> A classic C.S. Lewis quote. Well, that's not fair. It's not like he's out here to defend himself. Yes, and I'm the OG that said that. Okay, C.S. Lewis got it from me. Anyways, I'm taking these two on a journey to teach them that receiving love is not earned, but learned. Mm-hmm. Good point. I can tell you all about that. Okay, so I wanted them to know that you are watching them from the cloud. The cloud of witnesses to be exact. Right, my sister and I. Mm. Wife. Oh, right. don't, it's a right. Bible thing. Oh, wife and I, we're watching. That's we just love your show. Really? Wait, there's a show? How does it end? No, 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 we are not here for that, okay? You cannot tell them they must walk this journey of faith for themselves. No, 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 I wanna know. Just spoil it, wrap it all up, tell me everything. All the episodes, just tell me what happens at the end. Please, mm -mm. do not tell them. Ends. Do not. Kid, do you really want to know? Again, Daniel. Yes. No, I want to know. It's worth it to trust the Lord. Ah. A king is going to be born, and he's going to rescue you from the toil of trying to earn love and taking power. 
Thank you, Micah. All right, we'll see you Zoom. <laughs> Abraham, bye. Okay. We get to meet a king? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was pretty amazing. Those stories were incredible. But how could any of that happen to us? That's why I'm here. I am the story that becomes flesh. But how can we do that? We're just kids. I mean, Nicholas ages out of Hunting's house pretty soon, and he'll have nowhere to go. That doesn't sound like a pretty good story to me. That's very astute of you to say, Beans. But can I just tell you that those who have nowhere to go often are the greatest candidates for the greatest stories. Really? Really, really. And how is that possible? Nicholas, trust me. I can show you example after example, take you through the chapters of history just to prove to you the point, or we could skip all the way to the beginning of the greatest story ever told. But I thought you already showed us the beginning of creation, you know, Adam and Eve. Yes, yes, yes. That is the beginning of the greatest story chronologically. But I am going to tell you the story cosmologically. Is that like a makeup thing? Because I'm a guy, so No, Nicholas. I need to tell you about your life story. But first, we need to learn the story. conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Then Mary replied, How can this be? I am but a virgin. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Then an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, 
because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. I hear babies cry, and I watch them grow in the hands of God. Each life he knows, and I think to myself, God created this world. Yeah, I think to myself, what a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. You know, the world was wonderful in the beginning. It was perfect. When God created the world, there were no flaws, no mistakes. He made the ocean, the skies, the stars, all the planets. He made all the animals. He made you and me in his image. And he said, this is good. God made everything beautiful. There was no sin, no darkness, no sickness. There was no natural disasters, no death. Everything was perfect. And God was so good that he would not force his perfect plan, his wonderful world on anyone. So he gave people a choice. When he created Adam and Eve, the first humans, he said, you can choose life or death. You can choose my plan or you can choose your way. And when Adam and Eve sinned, they chose their way instead of God's way. And with sin came in all the darkness. The world started to become less and less wonderful with each person's decision. In walked jealousy and anger and Cain and Abel, murder. And then families became broken. People began to do terrible things. And God's heart was grieved for humanity. This was not his will. This was not his plan. And so man started trying to find a way to earn his love back. They tried to find a way to get to God. They built a tower of Babel. They, they, they constructed all kinds of different ways to try to find their way back to heaven. They created commandments. Moses, he had 10 commandments, then more commandments and more commandments. And as long as everybody followed all 600 laws that Moses laid out, that they would be okay, except for that every year, the people felt like they were never good enough. So they had to have offerings and sacrifices. This is part of the Bible. In the Old Testament, man was trying to figure out how to earn God's forgiveness, how to pay for their sins, how to find salvation through their own good deeds. And God looked at it and he said, this is not enough. 
these animal sacrifices, these offerings you make, following all the rules, this will never be enough for the salvation for humanity. And so God had a plan before the creation and the foundations of the earth. His plan was Christmas. He would invade our dark world. He would invade our sin, our jealousy, our hurt, our shame, our anger, our pride, our lust. He would invade our selfishness and he would bring heaven down to earth. All religions in the world are about man trying to get up there, trying to find their way to some God. But Christianity is different. It's about God coming down to us, leaving his perfect throne and coming into our neighborhood, wearing what we wear, being tempted the way we're tempted. Yet he was perfect. He never sinned. When God came into the world, he could have come with power. He could have come riding on a horse with a great army as a king. But he came as a baby. He came in the most humble way through Mary and Joseph, two humble people. And he chose the shepherds to announce the good news. He chose humble people to humble people. And when his son was born in a confused world, he brought a stable savior. Our world today needs to know that God loves them. Those orphans in that orphanage need to know that God sees them. He cares about them. He loves them as their own. God calls you and I his kids. And he knows that there's nothing we could do to earn our salvation. There's no amount of good deeds we could do or rules we could follow to earn his forgiveness. This is why we have to learn it instead of earn it. This is why we have to receive it instead of trying to achieve it. This is grace. This is Christmas. Jesus came and he left that manger. He left that stable. He would grow up and he would go to the cross for our sins. He would be the ultimate sacrifice. He is today the atonement for our sins. Every mistake you've ever made, every mistake you ever will make was paid for on the cross at Calvary. Christmas prepares what Easter celebrates. This is why Jesus came for you and for me to forgive us, to save us, to heal us, to redeem us. This is what God wanted in the beginning, a wonderful world. And the only way it happens is when we put our eyes on him. You know, when Jesus grew up, he began telling stories to all kinds of people. He loved spending time with children because they would come to him with, with childlike wonder and faith. And one time he told a story called the prodigal son. It's a story about a father and two boys. And as these boys were growing up, the younger one got so angry at his dad. He said, I wish you were dead, but since you're not, would you just give me the money, the inheritance that I'll receive when you do die? His father was heartbroken over what he said, but he gave him the money anyways. He said, here it is. The son left the father's house and he went into the world and he spent his dad's money on all kinds of wild party lifestyle decisions. He made a lot of bad decisions. He ruined his dad's reputation. He committed so many sins and he ran out of money and he found himself eating from a pig pen. He found himself in the darkest, deepest state. And he thought to himself, maybe my dad will have me back not as a son, but as a slave. Maybe I could earn my dad's love over time. I'll be a slave. I'll, I'll live in a barn. I don't even need to live in my dad's house, but anything's better than this pig pen. So he started walking back home. He had his whole sob story. He was going to apologize over and over to his dad. 
And as he was a far ways off, his father was waiting on the porch. Jesus tells the story that the father saw the son and he started running towards the son. And he hugged that son. And he said, son, you were dead and now you're alive. You were lost and now you're found. He said, kill the fatted calf. We're throwing a party for you tonight. But meanwhile, the older brother was watching from a distance. And he was looking at his dad and he was thinking, how in the world is dad going to forgive my brother who made so many bad decisions, who literally spat in his face, literally wanted him to die? How could he forgive someone like that? And when the party started, the older brother didn't know how to come in because in his mind, you had to earn the father's love. And as we go back into part two of this production, we're going to look through that lens of the prodigal son. We're going to look through the lens of these orphans trying to figure out how do I come to a father that I've misunderstood for so many years? How do I see God as a loving, grace-filled God that wants to give me mercy, that wants to save me, not because I deserve it, not because I've earned it, but because he's good. As we go back into this story, let's find out what the secret gift is really all about. <laughs> okay. That's funny beans. So you're telling me that God just saw the world needed a savior and openly gave it to them? I mean, Mr. H says we need to earn the right to take what's ours. But Mary and Joseph never, never did any of that. So why did they get chosen by God? <laughs> That's how great our father is. Father, you know that I don't have a father. Okay, I understand. No, you don't understand. How could you ever understand when you've never been forgotten? I've been forsaken. The way you feel is very real. I know you're hurting. Sometimes our most difficult questions are best answered in a story. Have you ever heard of the story of the other brother, the father and the prodigal?
to be the prodigal son? Maybe I should write about the prodigal father, because I know what that's like. Yes, the world also has a difficulty understanding the father. That's why they have a difficulty accepting his son. Hurting, broken. It's kind of like the other brother in the story. The one who had everything, but did not know how to receive the love of a father. That's why I showed you the story. I've been waiting my whole life for someone to come looking for me. That's never happened. Which is why you've met me. Take a look. What do you see? All of us have a decision to make. To be the prodigal son that returns or the other brother, the one who didn't understand how to receive the father's love. And I am here to make sure you make the right choice. Well, I just don't see it. Where is he? Yes, 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 yes. That is the right question. To ask where is he is to ask for salvation. And salvation is the house party that the father is inviting his sons and daughters to. And when you learn how to receive God's love, <laughs> welcome to the party. But what happens if we don't learn how to receive God's love? I'll show you. And now it is time we hear about the villain. Once upon a time, there was a scary, evil king named King Herod. 
King Herod never learned how to receive love, so he took everything by power because that's what usually happens. He only had room for rules. And so he wanted to put the whole world in a box. Let's see what happens next. You, you tell him. No, you tell him. The last time I told him anything, I ended up in there. Go. Go. Fine. Um, um, King Herod, <clears throat> King, King Herod, sir, um, Caesar Augustus has sent word with us. Not us, you. It, it, it appears, sir, that, that uh, oh, he wants to make a new rule, sir, and, and he's going to send everybody back for a census. What? Keep it cool, keep it cool. There's people watching. Deep breath. One more. That ungrateful, filthy vermin of a man. He thinks he can impose his rules onto me. I'm the one who makes the rules around here. Because I'm king, right? Yes, yes sir. sir. I'm going to make a new rule. Another rule? I mean, a new yes. rule, sir? Yes, a new yes. rule. That means get the rule book. Rule number, 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 number. The rule book, sir. The rule book, sir. Number 1,977, sir. 1,977, hey. sir. Stop doing that. Yeah, stop doing that. Yeah, stop doing that. Yeah, stop! You know, if you don't stop, I'll have you beheaded. <laughs> yes. Write this down. Okay. Caesar, 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 Caesar. If Caesar's going to have a census, well then, I'm going to make a rule of my own. Anyone who comes into my territory will be taxed. Circle taxed. King oh, Herd, oh. sir. Should we run that past Caesar first? No! This is my kingdom! In my kingdom, I make the rules! So, go do what you do and make this a decree. Yes, yes sir. sir! Caesar. Now! What is wrong with you two? Harry's trying to use those rules to control people? Crazy, right? Rules versus the story. Herod never learned how to receive the love of God, so he didn't want anyone else to either. He wanted to kill baby Jesus. But Jesus wanted to come to the world to teach people how to receive his love. But why couldn't he just join the party and learn about God's love? I know, right? That's what I'm saying. He was definitely invited. Everyone is. Sadly, history is filled with men and women that don't learn how to receive the love of God. Then they begin to believe the lie. What was the lie? If they work hard enough, they can earn the right to be powerful. If I don't learn about God's love, I'll try to become powerful. Ding, 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 ding. 
I think you're getting it, Beans. But heaven works differently than the world does. You don't have to earn anything. Heaven gives. So heaven looked to and fro throughout the whole world and found a humble girl named Mary and a strapping young lad named Joseph, who was also humble, to bring the secret gift into the world. That secret gift was Jesus. So whenever God begins to bring a story into the world, he uses humble people to humble people, and he does it in the most beautiful, most adventurous way. A story? <sighs> Where are we? Yeah, it smells awful. <laughs> that is just the sheep. Yup, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I think that smell might actually just <clears throat> Yeah, no, that smell is definitely just my lunch. Oh, Gabe, <laughs> I'm around sheep poop all day. How is your lunch gonna gross me out more? Get that out of here. Hey, come on, you promised you'd be nice to me. Okay, but you nasty. Okay. <laughs> and I said what I said. Okay, guys, but the time she said, out. she promised. Not the time nor the place, okay? We gotta pull it together. Seems we have some company here. Uh, hi. hi. I'm Nicholas, this is Beans, hi. and this the story. Is... <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so good to see you again. Um, since when did you two know each other? Who do you think brought them here? I see. I don't understand you. We just saw everything that you told us about. The foretelling of the birth of Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you, sir, you, sir, right here. Okay, we want you to tell us like literally everything you saw. We want to add it to our notes. Okay, calm down, Skippy. <sighs> What's happening? We're here, I don't know what you want to The secret gift is getting ready to be born. And I wanted you to see it from the very beginning. Yes, the Son of God is about to be born and He's revealed it to us, all of us. I mean, the world usually forgets about people like us, but heaven decided to tell us first. Can you believe it? A bunch of shepherds and... Okay, I'm sorry, what are you guys again? Orphans, we're orphans. Perhaps, but don't you understand that when He is born, it will be God introducing himself to humanity. The creator of the universe chose to come to us. The outcasts. That way, anyone who has ever felt like an outcast can feel seen too. The story of God's love is about to be made flesh and he's revealed to us. Even us, especially us. Now, let us tell you what happened. What are you doing? Three. Oh, that was weird.
present today the king of the kingdom, your potentate oh, and mine. Shut up. King Herod. <laughs> Wise men, tell me everything you saw. Your majesty, we've traveled a long way following a star. Prophecies are foretold, the birth of a king. A king being born? <laughs> no one's born king. No one. To become king, one must fight and claw and kill to earn their kingdom. Like I did. It's the only way. But this king is different. We seek him so we may worship him. Do you know where this king resides? <laughs> oh, you are funny. You see, this is my kingdom. I've earned it, right? Yes, yes sir. sir. Wise gentlemen, all of this is mine. City, people, everything, that tree. It's all mine. And those gifts I've been eyeballing since you walked in, those are mine too. I've earned them. <laughs> you would not know how to receive these gifts. Therefore, a different king. Nonsense. No, actually, it's frankincense. I don't care. Nobody cares. King Herod, these gifts are gifts. Which by definition means they cannot be earned. Wrong. Now, if you'll excuse us, we must go. Let's go. Where are you? Where, um, who? Okay, you're dismissed. I dismiss you. Goodbye. Wait, uh, wait uh, make sure to come back and tell me where the king is so I can worship him. Oh, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Get the rule book! Go. Get the rule book. Rule number. Number, 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 number. Number! Um, 1,999, sir. Bed of a king, bed of a king, I am king, I am king, bed of a king, I am king. Okay, write this down. Anyone who says, claims to be king, kill them. Write that down. Underline it, circle it, because I'm king. Write that down. Three more times. Okay, there's a threat of a king, there's a threat of a king, a baby being born. How do I solve this? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it must be done. Kill every baby boy. Solved. Uh, um, King, I don't really think that's necessary. Doesn't have to, to be necessary for you to do it. It has to come out of my mouth. And write it down. Write it down. Kill every baby boy under the age of one. King, I just don't think that we need to kill every. Right at the age of two. Do you want me to keep going? I'll keep going. This is my kingdom. I'll kill you and you. I'll kill. Everybody! Excuse my episode. This is my kingdom! I make the rules. Uh, there will be no gift giving, no gift receiving, nothing! Nothing! Why would I wait for a gift when I can take whatever I want? So, that was a lot. Yeah. 
But it's a lot to think about. What's on your mind, Nicholas? Why do so many people have a problem with you? <sighs> yeah, like, why do people have to hate the story? Why do people have to kill the story? I am misunderstood. It's because I'm misrepresented. People use my words to shame and condemn people, which only pushes them further away. Literally, religion has made a naughty or nice list. That's not me. I do have a book of life, though, and I want everyone to be in it. If people would just get to know me, they would learn <laughs> that I love everyone. You're different. <laughs> yeah, yes. Hey, are we gonna be friends? Like, friends forever? Forever, ever. I'll always be there for you, Nicholas. And you too, Beans. Oh, this is my favorite part of the story. This is where I come in. <sighs> Mary and Joseph had to return to where his father was born. That special place was called Bethlehem. The time had come for the story to become flesh. Oh, night to 
night has been so long and we have some news oh is everything all right more than okay do you remember the ring your father gave you before you came to the university oh. that ring you're wearing right now yes i never take it off and now right before your father passed he sent our firm's founder mr carroll a document that says the person who has that ring must also inherit everything else. Wait, I don't understand. Your father secretly told our former boss to make sure that everything went to you. Mr. Carroll and his wife passed away even before your father did. According to the documents we found, his son is here with you. His parents left their fortune for him, which he is to inherit on his 16th birthday. Today, is Nicholas here? And uh, these two said that you gave them our father's Bible. Is that true? Does it ring a bell? Hi, Mr. H. Come on in. Oh. Who are these gentlemen? <clears throat> How do you do? Good afternoon. Um, my name is Harold Huntington, owner and proprietor of Huntington House. Yikes. Is everything all right, gentlemen? Harold, these men are lawyers who have told me that father left all of this to me because he gave me his Bible 
and ring. Nonsense. It's actually frankincense by Kelvin Klein, but thank you. I don't care. Nobody cares. Mr. H, you stole your sister's inheritance, and you've lied to this young man. Nicholas, your parents loved you, but he died far too young in life. We have some documents for you both to sign. Edna, Nicholas. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't even know you gentlemen. And who is that guy? He hasn't said a word this whole time. He is the guy with the pen. The guy with the pen. The police are on their way. You stole it. Are you going to be arrested? Rules are rules. They'll never take me alive. What is he doing? When he was younger, Harold would jump in this box when he got in trouble. Edna, I'd assume you'd like to press charges. Wait! I have a better idea. Um, uh, Mr. H, can you hear me? No. I can't hear you. Mr. H, we'd like to forgive you. Yeah, come on out. Forgive me for... Forgive me? But why would you... Why would you do that? I, I stole from you. I... I broke the rule. Rules. Oh, Harold. You've never been very good at dealing with your pain. But we don't want you to suffer any longer. Miss Edna, we opened the book you gave us last night. You won't believe what happened. Means I do believe because I've followed the story my entire life. And Nicholas, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nicholas. Thank you. You know, you can stay here as long as you like. Wait a minute. What? Where'd the story go? Now listen, the story has now become a gift. I don't get it. You will. Come on. <laughs> eyes. I know that voice. <laughs> Nicholas, I am the story made flesh. I came to earth for you. I want to take you on the greatest adventure you could ever imagine. Will you join me? Yes, 
I want to learn how to receive your love. Good, good, because there's a celebration in heaven just for you right now. To reveal the kingdom come and, and to reconcile the lost, to redeem the whole creation, you did not despise the cross. Thank you, Miss Edna, but I'm gonna follow the story around the world. I grew up thinking no one had ever come for me, but, but Jesus did. If receiving Jesus isn't earned but learned, then I wanna go make sure the secret gift is never kept secret again. Nicholas, wait, oh, wait up. You forgot your coat. Oh, you look so good in red. And don't forget your hat. It is so cold outside. Very cold. Here you go, Nicholas. Wow, Nicholas, you're a saint. Don't forget to come back for milk and cookies. Oh, my favorites. Yes, bye. And the church of Christ born in the spirit in the flame.
Go ahead, shout Jesus! Can we give a big hand to the whole cast and crew and everyone who worked so hard on this? So powerful. Hey, before we dismiss, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And as you're watching online, take this moment right now. This is why we do what we do, because maybe there's someone here today that just needs to know that Jesus loves you and he wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to make his home in your heart. He wants to change your life. He wants to give you hope and peace. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, I need peace, I need joy. Maybe you've been battling depression. Maybe you've been battling suicidal thoughts. Maybe you're here today and you say, Paul, I'm not right with God. I've, I've sinned. I've, I've got a lot of shame. I've got a lot of guilt. Maybe you're here today and you say, I just need his forgiveness. I need his mercy. I need Jesus to change my life, my attitude, my heart, my mindset. All over this room, if you're watching online as well, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. One, doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Two, God came for you. Three, if that's you, just lift your hand up all over this room. Those that are watching online. And can we cheer on today? Every hand that's raised here and online. Come on. This is a day of salvation, a day of forgiveness, a day of new beginnings. God loves you so much. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for everyone who raised their hand, but also anyone here today who says, I just need prayer. I need prayer for a miracle this Christmas. Maybe you're believing God for something to turn around in your family, in your life. Maybe you have a loved one in the hospital. We want to pray for miracles today. We want this altar call to be a spot, not just for people who are getting saved, but for believers who just say, I need someone to come in agreement with me, with my family, for something that we've been praying for, something that we need to see God do in our lives. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to just leave your seat. Come and join us right here at the altar, right here at the front. Our cast and crew is ready to pray with you, to stand with you. If you need prayer today or you raised your hand, come and join us right here, right now. Come on, we want to connect with you today. And we're going to cheer on brave men, brave women, boys and girls, moms, dads, grandparents, entire families that say, can we go down there? Can we go get prayer? And maybe you, maybe you want to invite that person who's standing next to you to come with you so you're not alone. But as you come down today, we're going to pray. And those that are watching online, you can join with us. If you want prayer, you can click the hand raise there. We have an online pastor that wants to pray with you, wants to talk with you right there. And we're going to just pray this together. Say, Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you for leaving heaven and coming to earth and giving your body, your blood, so that I could be saved. You rose from the dead, and I confess you as my Lord, my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness, your peace, your salvation. I'm all yours. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on. Give God praise one more time. Merry Christmas. We love you. Thanks for joining us this weekend.